how do we help start or continue that conversation that we shouldn't have to deal with it? We shouldn't have to suck it up, that this shouldn't have to be the norm, I think, to your earlier point, Erica, like feeling like crap shouldn't be the norm. Hi, I'm Zoe. Hi, I'm Erica. Hey, Erica. This is our podcast. Well, what do we do on the podcast? Uh, we talk to wellness experts. Well, what do we talk about? Mm, wellness stuff. And why are we doing this? Because we want to have an inclusive conversation about things that you can actually use and apply to your life. Right. We don't think that wellness should feel preachy. We think it should feel like everybody can participate. That's right. So if you like what you hear, tell a friend. Give us five stars. They're all free. All of the above. All of the above. And think of us as your navigators on the bumpy highway to well. Officially, welcome, Lulu. Lulu G? Yes, yes. We're very happy to connect with you. And you are the founder of Elix. Am I pronouncing that correctly? Yes. Or Elix. Yeah, Elix. Um, so Elix is actually the combination of the words elixir, which is representative of an ancient healing potion, and helix, which represents our individuality and modern science. And so it's this idea of ancient wisdom meets modern science tailored for the individual. Very that cool. Makes sense. <laughs> so tell us a bit about it and how what's what's your how have you arrived here and what was the what was the inspiration behind it? Yeah, definitely. So I actually, I'm a huge fan of Blueprint. And I should say my journey actually begins with um, being in my 20s, being an overworked management consultant, traveling to client sites Monday through Thursday, hopping on planes, buses, rental cars, and just really feeling overwhelmed with working a 70, 80-hour work week. And when I got married back in 2015, I went off hormonal birth control pills and that was the first time in my life. And I think it was just the stress and the lifestyle I was leading. Everything kind of caught up at once. And I ended up not being able to move my body two to three days a month around the time my cycle began. And I remember going back to my gynecologist and saying, you know, like I'm getting these really intense cramps and bloating and migraines for the first time in life. Is there anything that could help me with this? And her only solution was really to go back on hormonal birth control. And that's when I learned that 58% of women in the US are prescribed birth control, essentially off-label to help us manage a cycle-related symptom. I figured, you know, there had to be something else out there. Yeah, it's actually, I'm, I'm glad to hear you say it. I had a very similar experience. I was on the pill for, I mean, decades because I went on it starting as a teenager to regulate my cycle because that's what the conventional medical wisdom said. And we were not in a position at that point. We weren't even in a mindset to really challenge those things. And it certainly did help. But you know, it was really being in my 40s and deciding that I was trying to kind of like clean up my system in general and make sure that I was taking the things that I definitely needed and not taking the things that I didn't. And I didn't want to go off of it to have a baby. I just wanted to not have it in my system anymore. And it was because of the podcast and our interview with Elisa Vitti that you may be familiar with, Mm -hmm. Hormone Whisperer Extraordinaire, that really put me kind of over the line in terms of making the decision. And I had what amounted to basically a fight with my gynecologist, who is no longer my gynecologist, because of this exact issue, which is like, I was off of it for like not even two months and things were kind of starting to regulate, but not really, not totally. And I had some questions for her. 
And without even really doing a full conversation about it, she was like, well, you just have to go back on. I was like, how is that your answer? You're not listening to anything I have asked. And absolutely not. And I did not take her advice. And I continued down my path. And I'm happy to say everything is totally normal and regular now. And anyway, so... Bravo. I'm so happy to know that, you know, it's that we're all allowed to fight with our doctor if you really feel like. (laughs) Yeah. You know, and I I wish that our experience wasn't the norm, but in in a society where only 4% of healthcare research and development goes towards women's health, when we represent half the population, you know, unfortunately for some of the most chronic and prevalent issues like primary dysmenorrhea, which is period pain without an underlying cause, there just really aren't a ton of solutions. Like similarly to your experience, I had a renowned Columbia University OBGYN and you know, her only solution was to try an IUD or a different type of pill. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, what if I don't want to be on hormonal contraceptives? And she said, well, I could give you something prescription level for the pain, but that wouldn't be good for you. So then she suggested that I experiment with a cocktail of different over-the-counter painkillers. And I thought, you know, there oh, had God. to be- Painkillers for your menstrual cramps? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, she said, oh, well, if my doll is not working, try aspirin or try a leave. And for me personally, my grandfather actually ran a hospital in Hunan, China, Southern China. And it was the hospital I was born into. But growing up, you know, back in the 80s and early 90s, drinking Chinese herbs and herbal elixirs, they weren't as trendy as they are now. So I remember being, you know, the weird kid in school with like the smelly food and the smelly fruit tonics. So I kind of adopted more of like a Western way of life. And I, I was really desperate looking for some a solution. So my grandfather actually connected me with one of his good friends, who's now one of our medical advisors for Elix, Dr. Xia Hongshen, who's a renowned uh, medical expert in China on women's health and herbal healing. He's written over 100 papers and 45 books on the topic. And on a trip back to China in 2017, I remember this was before I even told him what was going on. My grandpa just asked, you know, Lulu has some things going on in her health. Can you please give her a checkup? And he read my pulse, asked me to stick out my tongue. And the first thing he asked me was, how are your menstrual cycles? Wow. I was just shocked. I was like, how, how did you know something was off? And he's like, yeah, I'm sensing that there's some type of internal blockage you're experiencing. And he proceeded to ask me about 10 minutes worth of questions on, you know, the color of my blood. Do I have any clotting? Is my pain sharp or dull? What other symptoms do I have? What types of foods am I eating? How's my sleep? How's my stress? My health history? What do I do for work? How much exercise do I get? And at the end of it, he prescribed me a blend of about 10 to 12 different herbs um, for me to go and basically decoct, which is the Chinese traditional method of boiling down and extracting the phytonutrients from the herbs. So I came back to the US. And of course, I was like, and, and by then I had left consulting and I was recruited by Saks Fifth Avenue to build out a change management department, which is basically looking at how do we, how do we implement different strategies across the company. And at that time, we we're working on like an acquisition of guilt group. Work was crazy. So I forgot about this like ten, a list of 10 to 12 herbs until months later, my cramps were awful. I was like, okay, need to make it down to Chinatown, go buy these herbs. <laughs> um, and I remember handing the woman at the Chinatown herb shop this list. And she came back to me with like this giant bundle of like what looked like, you know, 
twigs and dried berries and different things. And the instructions were to boil them down for 45 minutes a day the week before my next cycle and drink it. It was quite a project to go through and do that. But as I was drinking it the next month before my cycle started, I thought my cycle was just running late because normally I would get these debilitating cramps and migraines starting a couple of days before. Um, so I kind of just like went about my day as usual. And I remember on a Thursday, I was at work at Saks. I went to the bathroom before lunch and I, I was actually wearing a white dress at the time. I looked down and I actually started bleeding through my white dress without any of the normal symptoms I usually experience. I was like, oh my gosh, was it the herbs? Like how, this, I can't believe it worked so quickly. Um, and I ran across the street and bought a new dress, of course, but I was so shocked that the herbs were that effective that immediately that I started talking to all my girlfriends at Saks about it. And that's when I started learning my friend Heather, who had these crazy hormonal migraines every month, my friend Allison, who couldn't fit into jeans once a month because of her bloating. And it's almost like these are all things that we're experiencing, but keeping them private. Well, first of all, I'm sorry about your dress. But I'm sure you were never so like so happy, happy to ruin a piece of clothing. A, yeah, exactly. Happy to ruin a piece of clothing. Yeah, and um, I still have the employee discount then. So, <laughs> so well, I mean, that's pretty impressive. But just after one month, it was that effective. And so, how did you take? Like, what was the what was the feedback you were getting from friends when you shared this information? Yeah. Well, so a lot of my coworkers at Saks asked, "Can I just drink what Dr. Shaw gave you?" And so I went back to him. I was like, Dr. Shah, you know, it was incredible. Uh, like I, I felt the difference after the first month. And he was like, well, you should continue on for at least three more months so that it, they really have a chance to settle in your body and help your body reach a new normal. And he said, as for your friends, absolutely not. I said, why not? And he said, well, the only reason the herbs were so effective for you was because they were tailored to your individual pattern of symptoms. So Chinese medicine uses a concept called pattern diagnosis, which really looks at the grouping of different symptoms along with diet and lifestyle to determine the herbs best to rebalance or regulate. And so he said, in order for me to figure out what's best for your friends, I would have to conduct an intake assessment on them. And well, he lives in Shenzhen. And like even for my friends living in New York, it was a challenge to find qualified Chinese medicine or homeopathic practitioner. And beyond the challenge of finding someone you could trust, there's the cost of seeing them and then getting the herbs. So that's when I started playing with this idea of, well, is there a way, you know, at Saks, we were implementing all types of technology to personalize every single stage of the customer experience. So is there a way that we could use technology to bring this process of personalized herbal medicine online? Uh, and then that's when... Long story short, we spent about two years in research and development first coming up with, okay, what are all the questions that an herbal medicine practitioner would ask someone, especially starting with primary dysmenorrhea, period pain, and then what are the different formulas and herbs that are best for treating those different conditions. And for me, it was really important to make sure everything we were doing was grounded in the research and the science. So it wasn't just like, okay, here, like, you know, these are magical herbs, but this is how this particular blend is actually lowering inflammation and acting on certain hormonal pathways. So what is the actual mechanism? Like 
So how do you personalize it? I mean, because as you were mentioning before, you know, so much of going to see, you know, a acupuncturist or any practitioner who's, you know, homeopathic and dealing with herbs is just like you said, taking your pulse, looking at your tongue, looking under your tongue. Um, How do you replace that in-person kind of experience? Because it's like quite intimate. And um, I know Zoom can do a lot, but not everything. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. That's a fantastic question, Zoe. Um, and so first, like, well, first, we, we when we came up with the health assessment, it's about 50 to 60 questions long. So it's very different than kind of taking an online quiz that asks the favorite colors and then, you know, recommends a pair of earrings, for example. And so when we first created it, we actually had a lot of pushback from and, and people were skeptical, would women actually spend 10 minutes completing this online survey. And so the health assessment is kind of broken out into three phases. The first section really asks about the different symptoms related to the cycle and the severity of each symptom. Because I think we there's a lot of talk about cramps and about mood swings and kind of these more common PMS symptoms. But then we've also discovered in the most extreme cases, women are experiencing like projectile vomiting or leg cramps or some of these um, like over a dozen different things that are kind of less talked about. And then we go into overall gynecological health and then overall health and lifestyle. And to your point about um, how do we really um, how do we really personalize, we actually have a patent pending on our process of tongue diagnosis. So at the very end of the health assessment, we actually asked, and this was something Dr. Sha insisted on, um, because he said for Chinese medicine, it's really important to examine an external organ to confirm everything that a patient is telling you about their health. So at the end of our health assessment, we actually asked for a photo of your tongue. Oh, and perfect. we use that as the step that kind of confirms it. And you know, the interesting thing is, the reason why we spent about two years in research and beta, uh, kind of before jumping into this full time, is we wanted to make sure that we had a hypothesis. You know, when you go see a practitioner, it's very much like one-to-one personalization. But based on all the research we were seeing about hormone balancing as it relates to menstrual symptoms, there's kind of these set formulas that are known to help, let's say, 98, 99% of cases. And so that's what allows us to use technology to scale. And so we wanted to make sure that this held true in real life because that's what the research said. Um, We looked at about 246 clinical trials and studies and there's a body of 39 studies that suggests when you personalize the formulas for primary dysmenorrhea and use these set formulas, and if um, it's used for a period of three months, that women will experience an 87 to 100% efficacy and the results hold up for three months post-treatment. So what that's suggesting is not only are these herbs, when used properly and personalized, helping with the symptoms, but that the results continue on because they're actually getting at the underlying root causes of the symptoms. Which is so often, I think, what we kind of seek in looking for, you know, holistic approaches and alternative therapies. And that's really the mantra is that it's not about taking something just to make your symptoms go away. It's really addressing the root cause, which is fascinating and congratulations on being able to achieve that with these with these technology advances i think it's 
I mean, it, you know, to, to build on Zoe's question, like it's not only just about how you address and treat the patient or, you know, in the actual intake, which as we know is very personalized with, with Chinese medicine. We both are huge, you know, users of, of acupuncture and, and other therapies in that world. Um, but, and you kind of touched on this, but I'd like to understand it a bit more because this is always my question around personalized medicine is how, how personal, how far can you actually go? So, I mean, it's one thing to get, you know, 50 question, uh, 50 question, you know, questionnaire or survey back to see kind of where everybody lines up on certain, on certain verticals and certain areas, but how, like, how are you formulating so that you can actually address everybody's individual needs without, you know, in any kind of scalable way so that, so that you can continue to, because to your point, like you're not trying to give them something that makes them keep coming back for more. You actually want to put them on a better path to health. So what, I know I asked a lot of questions, but like, how are you formulating? And then also like, what is your expectation of the customer as far as your like timeline with them? Yeah, yeah. Those are all fantastic questions. In terms of what we were doing in beta, um, we literally, and my co-founder is a doctor of Chinese medicine, we literally had a commercial kitchen to start where we could do the one-to-one personalization. But based on the research, it suggested one-to-one wasn't necessarily needed, nor was it a scalable business model. And what we saw in beta with about two to 300 women on our formulas for at least three months was that a set number of formulas worked for the majority of the population and they experienced a 93% um, improvement in pain and or symptoms within the three-month period. And so that's what allowed us to then scale our manufacturing. And something that's like really important for us is to produce the concentrated formulas according to the methods of traditional Chinese medicine. So a lot of um, supplements using Chinese herbs or Ayurvedic herbs on the market are like some type of like pill or powder or gummy. And there's, you know, there's, I, I think herbal supplements have a bad rep because there are, you know, better or worse ways to create a product. We definitely, when we were talking to suppliers out there, heard stories where people were using like acidic formulas to strip down the herbs because the traditional method of decocting takes too long versus like we always start with the whole herb and we process each individual herb according to how best to extract the phytonutrients. So for a harder um, root or we might boil it on low temperature for two to three weeks at a time versus a more delicate herb like mint. We don't want to boil it on a higher temperature for an extended amount of time because that might kill the essential oils in it. And so we really paid a lot of attention to not only just like how we're formulating the actual concentrations and the blends of the herbs, because we know that certain herbs work synergistically together, but then how we're actually extracting and bottling that up. Uh, and you know what we've seen is that we have users who have been with us for three to six months and they're like, okay, this is amazing. I feel like my normal self again on my period. And, you know, I'm going to pause my subscription. And we're like, that's great, you know, here. And we have an online health magazine called The Wisdom where we have different recipes and tips from holistic dietitians, nutritionists. And we're like, you know, here are some resources for continuing to maintain a healthy, balanced lifestyle. But then we have, uh, I would say, a huge group of users who stay with us for 12 to 16 months and beyond mm-hmm. because you know for her to go from a place where she might wake up 
one month and not be able to move, not be able to go to work, to spend time with her kids, to function really, and then to have her life back. She doesn't want to return to a world of ever not knowing. And so we actually have a follow-up health assessment that she can take to keep us updated on her symptoms so that we can determine whether or not to change her formula. Yeah, what's interesting about that, the sort of life cycle of a a consumer is in this case, you know, you might be addressing underlying issues, which is wonderful, but I feel like the reality of being a woman is that your hormones are always sort of in flux. And so depending on what stage you are at in life, right? So it's kind of like as you move through life, as you move through maybe pregnancy or um, breastfeeding or all of these things that kind of impact your hormones. I mean, you, I would imagine that it is a good idea to sort of like constantly be like recalibrating and like checking in with your hormones and being like, okay, well, what do I need now? How do I need to supplement myself now? And so it doesn't seem like you would have a very short life cycle with a, a customer. Like it just, it seems like it's a sort of, much longer term relationship. Um, yeah. And that's definitely our, our mission and our goal is how can we be her trusted friend and advisor from her first period to her last hot flash and everything in between. Um, because these herbs definitely have a potential to help with various different lifestyle issues and provide an alternative to you know over-medicating or unnecessary surgeries. Like I find it wild that in the past couple of years, the rate of antidepressant prescriptions for women have gone up in the US by like mm-hmm. 250%. And you know, we have we like 500 to 700,000 hysterectomy surgeries a year and maybe 25% of those are unnecessary. You know, there, there's just this idea of like whenever something is off in our body, let's find a way to fix it versus let's tune in to what's going on and really care for ourselves. Right. So can you talk a little bit about the actual product itself and what uh, what is the experience? Like what should somebody expect when they when they start on the product? Yeah, yeah. Great question. So um, the first step is really the online health assessment at elixhealing.com. And then for us, it's also an educational tool as well. Like even if she never purchases the formulas, she could take the health assessment, learn more about her cycle, the herbs best for her. At the end, it recommends a formula. And then basically it comes in in a little tube like this. And you would receive a card with um, the various different herbs in your formula. So each formula has about, depending on the formula, 10 to 14 different herbs. Um, And then it comes in a little concentrated tincture bottle. And we handwrite the name on every single bottle. And the packaging is beautiful for all of the, uh, the, all of the audible experience out there. The packaging is really gorgeous. <laughs> now, how many ounces is that tincture? Uh, it's two ounces. Okay. And so it's actually meant to be taken in the week leading up to the cycle to get ahead of the symptoms. And so personally, I love putting it into kombucha or like some type of juice. And for women with irregular cycles, we really recommend like a lower dose throughout the month. Um, to help with the symptoms. And in our follow-up health assessment, we've gotten a lot of feedback about other kind of month-long blends that she'd like to see. So research and development is definitely something in the works. And as well as we're in touch with our several OBGYNs about running our own clinical study to prove out the efficacy that we're seeing within our population. Yeah. 
And that's awesome. Yeah. So if I, so you were talking before about there, you know, there are certain blends that kind of speak to many different bodies, right? So there, it's almost like a multivitamin of Chinese herbs. Like you're trying to cover a lot of bases. And for, I don't know what percentage, but like I'm assuming a large percentage of people, it will address their needs. So is there kind of like a catch-all for those who, who maybe don't want to actually, you know, invest that much time or like go through the process or go through the motions of like doing any kind of intake. And they're just like, oh, I kind of have cramps and I want, I want to just try something that like, you know, just shot in the dark, like multivitamin of Chinese herbs. Like, do you have those? Can you talk a little bit about those? Yeah, so we actually, so all of our blends right now are determined by the health assessment because, you know, we really, we really want people to feel the difference. And for me, as like a personal mission, you know, when I grew up with herbs as medicine, when I was sick, there, my grandparents would make, there was always like a soup or a stew or a brew for every condition. And I remember working at Saks and seeing kind of this explosion of herbs in beauty and wellness. And there were all these like beautifully packaged products on the market. But when you turn around and looked at the active ingredients, they contained such a minuscule level of adaptogens or other herbs that they were never going to have this transformational effect on their health. And that's just not how I grew up with Chinese medicine. And so for me personally, it's really important that we're creating a product where people can actually feel the difference. And that's how we inspire trust, trust both in the fact that natural healing can work for bodies and that Chinese medicine does have therapeutic effects. And so that's where currently we, we really rely on the health assessment to figure out the blend that's best. But as we get more data and we see that, let's say there's a formula that could work for people who don't have as severe symptoms consistently, then maybe we could, we can kind of rethink that user experience. Yeah, no, sorry. I think I misunderstood earlier. I I think maybe what you were saying was that you, you have like a base and then from there, Okay, you, that so that base is like throughout all of them, and then from there you add uh, you add herbs that are specific to individuals' needs based on their assessment. Got it? Right, right, exactly. Right. So, like for example, this is one of my favorite women's health herbs. Um, it's called Dangui or Angelica sinensis. It has like a really pungent smell, but this is known as like the female ginseng uh, in Chinese medicine because whether you're experiencing you know, menstrual cramps or perimenopause, menopause issues, like this is extremely effective throughout our entire life stage at helping to balance estrogen, progesterone, prostaglandins, and all these hormones that like is great for helping us generate new blood cells. And in Western medicine, like clinical studies terms, it contains folic acid, iron, biotin, calcium, vitamin B12, A, E, you know, like all these other things. So that's how it's proven to have an effect on our hormonal pathway. So this is definitely one that we use consistently throughout all of our blends, as well as licorice. It's a really great harmonizing herb and good for like liver detox and things like that. So I guess like, does that answer your question? Like just some examples of like... Yeah, like the constants. For sure, yeah. like the superstars that kind of um, are like catch-alls. But on that note, I'm curious, like this is obviously about premenstrual, you know, hormones, right? We're talking specifically about addressing hormonal imbalance here. And, you know, it's very specific to women. Since you're, you know, you're working with all of these amazing healing herbs and adaptogens and everything else, like 
are you going to broaden it at any point so that maybe others can participate who who are looking for a homeopathic solution but don't necessarily have an issue with hormones? Maybe it's related to uh, something else that they're just they can't quite identify. Like, are you formulating any other elixirs to address a broader audience? Yeah. Well, so um, when we launched Elix earlier this year, we actually for those who don't experience menstrual symptoms, but wanted to, um, I guess, get a feel for how concentrated and potent our tinctures are, because you can literally... I remember the first time I I tried our formulas, I was like, oh, this is interesting. Like the... Um, like I take a lot of herbal tinctures, but this one, it actually, when you put it on your tongue, it actually feels like it's like clawing at your tongue. Like when you drink a really dry wine, that's like heavy tannins. And I was like, that's interesting. Like, why is it doing that? Is it supposed to do that? And I remember um, my co-founder saying, yeah, it's because of the potency of like the flavonoids and like our extraction method. And I was like, oh, that's amazing. You can like literally taste and feel the difference like when you drop it on your tongue. And so for us to give that experience to someone who may not um, be in the market for a formula, we actually created a medicinal, uh, a potent blend of our gingerade. And uh, earlier this year, like our gingerade, which we kind of created as a free gift um, sold out. And we had a lot of users asking us, well, is there anything you guys could recommend for immune health? And so like my co-founder and I were already taking a lot of um, medicinal mushrooms like reishi and cordyceps or astragalus, which is a really great herb for building white blood cells and immune health. And so we kind of just like played around in the test kitchen and came up with two immunity formulas. And it's really something right now we have like a limited batch of it and we're really focused on serving our current community with it. But we definitely see the follow-up health assessment as giving us clues to, you know, what else our community may need in her life. Like our focus is definitely on menstrual and hormonal health, but we do envision doing limited releases or different um, lines of other needs that she might have. Yeah. Can you talk just a little bit about, because we're super into mushrooms. Not sure uh, if you got the memo. But. I don't know if you know, <laughs> but we, we have a... Uh, a mushroom brand called Earth and Star, and we're serving up some amazing functional mushrooms in uh, latte form to start. But I'm just curious if you could just speak a little bit about that amazing uh, fungi kingdom and all of like, well, our, like and specific to women's health. I think is also yeah. Do you have any standout um, functional mushrooms that are you know amazing for hormones or you know all this good stuff that we're talking about? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm sure I can't wait to check out your. I love mushroom lattes, so I'm excited to check that out. After can we, we get quote off. you on that and then put a testimonial on our website? Yeah, <laughs> only if I get free product. <laughs> <laughs> yes, totally. <laughs> I mean, but I actually have have one at my desk here. Um, I love the game of show and tell, but oh, um, nice reishi, good looking yeah. reishi right there. It's like bigger than your head. That is gigantic. <laughs> Well, and you know, that's one of my personal passions. I feel like so often where we talk about medicinal mushrooms or like adaptogens, like people think of them as like powders or pills. And, you know, one of my passions is really to help people like meet the herbs because that's how in Chinese culture we grow up with these. And so when I think medicinal mushrooms, I really, I guess like the concept culturally that I've grown up with is it's almost like a Western medicine concept to think of, I have this symptom, so I take this thing and it helps it. Versus like the Chinese medicine mindset is, what should I be taking daily or seasonally? 
um, to help support my overall health and vitality. And I think that goes back to the theoretical differences between Eastern and Western medicine. You know, like in the olden days, Chinese medicine doctors weren't actually, were paid to keep you well. So the second you got sick, you actually stopped paying your doctor. <laughs> Isn't that just That's amazing? amazing. I, mean, uh, I mean, just so think backwards. about that concept for a second. <laughs> <laughs> like how many issues would that help us resolve if our healthcare system was structured such that it kept us well and feeling our best <laughs> and we stopped paying them when we were off? <laughs> Mind-blowing concept. Yeah, for sure. And so my experience with medicinal mushrooms has always just been for overall vitality and health and more in a preventative sense. Um, and especially like when I think of like reishi or cordyceps, um, I, I just like have these associations of like my parents um, brewing them in chicken soup or like making tonics out of them. And it's just something we kind of consume in moderation and make sure it's like building up within our systems to help us like with anything that might come along. Yeah, yeah. we are really culturally not, as the last few months have proven, I think more than anything, we're not really good at preparing so much as we are like reacting So, you know, so speaks our medical system, which to your point is so much more about addressing, I'm not even going to say healing because we don't do a good job of that either, but addressing things after we already have a problem versus thinking about it proactively and preventatively so that a problem does not arise. And I feel like that's all we try to do with this like mushroom conversation is say like, you know, shout it from the rooftops. And the more you take this for the longer that you take it, the more you will experience nothing. And by nothing, we mean like, you will be better off. You will not notice horrible symptoms. You will not be sick as often because, but it's, it's really just amazing to me that as a culture, we're just like, we really just have to be like hit over the head with something and look for, you know, crazy warning signs like tumors and, you know, congenital diseases and things like that. And then those we can figure out how to fix. And it's just upsetting on it. We'll just cut them out. <laughs> exactly. Let's Very just do the surgery. Right. Yeah. You know, and I, I, one of, I guess, the things as an eternal optimist, um, one of my hopes for this period in time is just that it's helping us tune in to our health. And because, like, you know, for most of us, like being at home for this long and having no distractions, nowhere to go, um, we're really kind of sitting with all that we're feeling within ourselves. And we've actually seen, so for Elix, we soft launched in January. Our full launch was in. March, and we've actually had over 20,000 women take our online health assessment already. And we've just seen incredible growth in new users because people are really coming to us and saying like, I'm, I'm sick and tired of feeling this way. Um, And I'm, and especially with all of just the environmental stress and the uncertainty and the anxiety of these times, like she's telling me she's feeling her worst symptoms ever. And it's really a wake-up call for her to finally like do something about it. Yeah, I mean, how long do you think it's going to take for Americans to turn a corner and finally embrace like these ancient remedies to our common like stresses uh, or modern-day stresses, right? So it's just so bizarre to me. I know you mentioned before, like it was like, you know, it's, it's trendier now, obviously, than we were when we were children, but it still has like a long way to go. It's like Americans are so, I, I don't know why there's this sort of resistance against things that are so 
instinctual on so many levels. It's like, this is an herb. It came from the ground. It's got a fruiting body. It's saying like, please consume me. You know, it's like all these very clear signs. And yet we would much rather there's somehow like we've been brainwashed to think that if it doesn't come from out of a, a lab in a pill form or, you know, a surgeon, like it's somehow not as beneficial. And that is just so backwards. And, and like you said, it's a reactive. There's nothing preventative about it. It's just like, can we start with the low-hanging fruit with the stuff that's literally right beneath our feet and try that first before we go to these extreme measures? Like, why yeah. haven't we been able to embrace that mentality or that mindset yet in the West? I know, it's a big question. Come on, Lulu, you, know, you have to have the answer. answer. Okay, um, so I've been reading a lot lately about reproductive justice and the history of American gynecology. And it's gruesome. So we're actually doing a panel next week with um, Deirdre Owens, who is the author of Medical Bondage, which is a book that really exposed how the father of modern gynecology, Dr. Sims, he basically came up with a lot of the methods used today, like the scalpel and like how we put our legs in the stirrup and all, and like just the ways of doing different surgeries yeah. by conducting experimental surgeries on Black and immigrant women oh without consent or anesthesia. Oh my God. Um, and so, you know, I feel like we have to understand the history of where where we came from. And because of um, the slave trade that created this kind of supply, if you will, of bodies for American, the founding American gynecologist doctors to experiment on. And that's what actually propelled American gynecology onto the world stage with how to do C-sections and all these like complex surgeries. And so that's what the field of women's health and women's medicine, you know, became known for in this country. And I, and I, and I personally believe that that's still why we see more C-sections and we see more hysterectomies in this country than like many other developed countries with like the wealth and resources to do and be better. Um, and, you know, that's where... Like at Alix, like one of our missions is to really help her be her own best health advocate in the doctor's office and in life. We are not anti-doctors, but what we are anti is a system where women are expected to just blindly take orders from people with degrees and white coats and our knowledge about our bodies, which we've been living in for, you know, our whole lives is discounted based on something that's written in a medical textbook. You know, right. we've had so many women come to us and say she's been to so many doctors and she had XYZ undiagnosed or she's like just so frustrated. And we believe that, you know, it's it's really it's really up to us to be our own advocates. It is for sure. I I I mean, we need to just everybody needs to get on board that train. I mean, as Eric was saying earlier, it's like we need to learn how to start questioning or fighting with our doctors a little bit more, a little bit better. You know, you had to do it with just getting off of the pill. I did it with like my second pregnancy. I had like a VBAC and I was like, God, I didn't know. I was like, wait a minute. The only reason I had a C-section the first time was because he was breech. So like, there's really nothing wrong with me. I'm not really not that high risk. Like, why do I need to have another C-section? And it was just like, I kept hearing, well, really, they're only like 12% of the population actually get has that done. And I was like, well, good for them. I would like to be a part of that percentage, right. <laughs> that percentile. Like, you know what I mean? So it was very, yeah. it was such an uphill battle. And it was like, 
I finally, in like the last trimester, like switched doctors because I was like, ah, you're not really supporting me on this. And I'm not really getting a good reason why you shouldn't. But it was a very hard, like I had a very good relationship with this man and like the utmost respect. He was wonderful. Uh, my first child, whatever. And it was actually like a very complicated switch to make. And it was like, it was, it was a very strange feeling to have to be like confrontational within that environment. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to, I mean, you definitely have to ask, ask questions and do your research and especially obviously women because like we're dealing with a lot more and, and, you know, this field of gynecology, as you said, was not founded by women. <laughs> right. Well, um, and I, and I think it's also, it, it's the limitations of like, medical schools and what doctors are taught in school. You know, there is no class on um, herbal remedies or new, or like, I think there's some medical schools are starting to integrate more curriculum about nutrition, but it's like, you know, they're taught like anatomy, biology, surgery, and like these um, more traditional clinical things versus a more holistic approach. Like it's so interesting we had one of our users write in over the weekend and the team had the weekend off. So I kind of like to go in and see like what people are writing in. And um, someone wrote in and said that she loves Beyond the Herbs. It's really helped her with her cramps and her bloating and her mood swings. But her doctor thinks that her new migraines could be a result of the herbs. So he recommended that she discontinue them. And I was like, oh, you know, like, I'm so sorry to hear, but just for our research purposes, this is kind of the first time I've heard this. Um, Usually it helps with the migraines. And so could you share with me some more information? Like, how are you taking the formulas? When are your headaches starting? Have you noticed any patterns? Like I just started asking her like probably too many questions, but she wrote back and she was like, oh my gosh, thank you so much for your thoughtful reply. You know, honestly, like, Based on your questions, I, I don't actually think it was the herbs. I think my doctor was just saying that because he didn't know why I was getting migraines. Right. She was taking the herbs at like 7, 8 a.m. and her migraines were developing at like 8 to 9 p.m. And I was like, well, if you were, these are really bioavailable formulas. If like you were to have a reaction, it would probably happen a couple hours later. But but it was just so interesting. She's like, you know, now reflecting upon when I'm having the migraines, it could be because of like stress and tension of the workday or like dehydration or like when I skip lunch. But it, it was just so interesting to me that like the first thing her doctor jumped to was like, stop taking the herbs. The herbs are causing your migraines. Stop Obviously. doing whatever it is oh. that I don't technically understand or believe in that I didn't tell you to do in the first place. That's well, and that I could get sued for. Like one of my best childhood friends is a gynecologist. And when I started working on Alex, I was like so excited. I was like, oh, will you be one of our advisors? And she's like, oh, well, you know, in medical school, we were really advised not... And I was like, wait, oh like God. you've known me for how many years? She's like, oh yeah, yeah. I would totally use your formulas and I really trust them. But we were just like really cautioned on liability. And she's like, and you know, it's my first year of practice, so I can't really afford to get sued. I was like, really? Right. That yeah. is so upsetting. Oh, that makes sense. I mean, it's classic. <laughs> so that's a shame. But I mean, good... Good for you for just like, you know, keeping that conversation very open and clear and like, you know, ask for more information because it is, uh, I think we always just like default to like, well, whatever our doctor says. I mean, even with our mushroom, you know, it's just like amazing the disclaimers that we have to put on product these days that they're just like herbs, right? Like our product that's just like, oh, it's coffee, whatever. And then we added functional mushrooms. It's like, we have to put a disclaimer because somehow this is like, we ha- we're now liable if anybody uses this as like, quote unquote, medicine, or if there's some kind of like, it's, 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 uh, it's upsetting. The regs are very limiting in this country. 
Yeah. And so like for us, like we're definitely cultivating like Dr. Jessica Rich. She's a minimally invasive gynecologist and one of our advisors. But I'm hopeful again, as the eternal optimist, that there's now like more women getting into um, women's health. And there's like new fields of women's health, like minimally invasive gynecology, which is really looking at how do we come up with a treatment and care plan that's really aligned to her goals and like more doctors applying a more holistic approach. And for Elix, I think that's why like on our website, we have a page dedicated to every one of the 18 herbs we use. And we list out the clinical studies that really support like why and how we use the herbs and the research that backs up the approach. And that's why it's so important for us to do our own study and our trial at some point in the future so that we can really, you know, even though it it might not be fair and might be through different different culturally biased lens, but so that we have a common language from which to speak to the medical community and to really show that this could be a viable solution for women in need. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you have to. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, and then it's kind of like the other skepticism is from the user population. You know, if you've been told your whole life that cramps are normal. Period pain is normal. Like we had a user say like her gynecologist told her, oh honey, you know, stop complaining. I get cramps too. How do we help start or continue that conversation that we shouldn't have to deal with it? We shouldn't have to suck it up, that this shouldn't have to be the norm. I think to your earlier point, Erica, like feeling like crap shouldn't be the norm. And so we, for us, like we offer a three month money back guarantee so that she could really try our formulas for 90 days and feel the difference. And that's what we always say, you know, the only way to know if something's going to work for you is just to try it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Good for you. Well, I'm excited. I'm going to go take your, I'm going to take your quiz right now. Oh, take your intake. I'm totally doing it. <laughs> um, Amazing. Well, and I want some of those mushroom lattes. Yes, we'll do a swap. Right. You can we'll have my symptoms that. and I will, you can, and then you'll get the mushrooms. No, this is really, is, is fascinating. And, you know, as I said at the beginning, like we're always super excited to have a conversation around, you know, these types of touchy subjects because they don't get enough attention for the reasons that you earlier stated, which is like, these are conversations that we're not, necessarily put in motion by men, I mean, by women. So it's time to start doing that because there are, as you've said, so so many simple solutions out there and it just makes sense. So we are very excited for you and excited for, you know, people to to sign on and understand what this is all about because I think to know that you can have an actual, you know, to know that you can get relief in a in a way that doesn't actually mess with your system but works in concert with it is is such a nice, you know, it's a gift, I think. So, yeah. And the thing is, like, we, our hope is for these herbs to really be a gateway to a healthier, sustainable lifestyle. Because, like, to be healthy is, like, kind of overwhelming. You know, I've got to pay attention to my plant based diet, get enough protein, like, get enough sleep, like, meditate, do yoga, like, hydrate, all the, like, exercise, all these things. Uh-huh. Versus, like, if you're in debilitating pain one month, And by taking the tinctures like two to three or four months later, you can feel so much better. Then our hope is that then it inspires her to seek out other things, to start making changes to diet, to lifestyle, and to like kind of be on this like new path and like know that it can work step by step. Yeah. Amen. Well, thank you so much, Lulu, for sharing this. This is super exciting. And uh, we are, we're rooting for you. (laughs) Amazing. Thank you guys so much for creating this platform. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Happy to share it. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll send people to Elix and uh, good luck with everything. 
thank you so much. Look forward to staying in touch. Thanks for listening to HTW. If you like what you hear, please subscribe and make sure and rate us on iTunes. You can even give us five whole stars if you think we deserve it. If you have ideas for guests or topics, you can call our 1-800 number. Yes, we have a 1-800 number at 800-674-1839 or holler at us on social at HTW Podcast. You can also head to our website at htwpodcast.com for more episode info and check out our Daily Blend blog to see what we're drinking.